0: Here is a trailer for a forthcoming BBC adventure series.
1: Out of the West he came, tall in the saddle, a faraway look in his eye. Once he'd been there, nothing was the same again. Trail <laughs> well, with us, to the adventures of... Nasmo Thrip, the nude cyclist of Paul Perrault. <laughs>
0: an hour to kill half an hour violently is the unpremeditated round the hall.
2: That was Douglas Smith, born free. <laughs> However, as you're doubtless aware, today is the start of Smear a Goose with Camembert for International Motherhood Week. <laughs> and to celebrate it, London has let its hair down. On Monday, there's floodlit tripe gobbling on ice before His Royal Highness, the Kumquat of Stoke Poges. (laughs) After His Royal Highness, there'll be a grand pageant depicting the baked bean and its role in peace. (laughs) On Tuesday, there's an exhibition entitled Harnessing the Mighty Cenopod for the Benefit of Mankind. (laughs) Finally, on Saturday, the over-80s nudist leapfrog team are with us again. (laughs) And this time, it's the a Side Rugby Finals. <laughs> and good luck in the scrums. <laughs> All right, Smith, make the announcement. And now, Armpit
0: Theatre presents a story of the circus and the thrills and heartbreaks that go to make the greatest show
2: on earth as we bring you The Big Top. My name is Phineas T. Cuckpowder, and I own Cuckpowder's Mammoth Circus. My family have always been circus people. My grandfather, Winifred, was the bearded lady, which was hard luck on my grandmother, who was billed as the only mermaid in captivity. She was half woman, half fish, and it was lobster, I believe. Still, my grandfather was very fond of his mermaid spouse and to the last remained faithful to what he described as his better half. <laughs> my um, my grandmother Oh,
3: get on with it! I mean, they don't want to be at all that rubbish. It's me they want. It's me they want, isn't it? Who wants me? Yay! <laughs> okay. Hands up! There, there. Look at that show, look at that show. Two of them. No. No, there's a lovely show of hands. What a lovely gesture to make.
2: Well, I can think of a more appropriate one. Sorry, I spoke. uh, Well, I ran the family's circus, but times were hard. We couldn't afford a lion-taming act, so at every performance, the midget would put his head in the cat's mouth. But it wasn't the same. My ringmaster, Captain Nosmo Crouch, was very worried. Oh, the circus is in a bad way, Mr. Cookpowder. Oh, oh, what we want is a big
0: attraction to bring the crowds back. Big names like the Flying Cascaras, or
2: the, uh, the Galloping Abdubs, or the, oh, the Creeping Alopecias. Yes, oh. if only we had a big trapeze act, the circus would live again.
3: How about me, Mr. Cookpowder?
2: <laughs> I looked in the direction of the voice. There, towering over me. Stood the figure of a young Goliath. His enormous chest strained strained against them... His enormous chest strained against the madras cotton of his peasant smock. His face was that of a young Greek god surmounted by a mop of unruly golden curls. His pouting coral lips you know, I'm getting worried about our writers.
3: They're doing a fine job. <laughs> go on, read the rest of it. That's me to
2: tea. All right. Uh, <laughs> go on. Well, I'll uh, skip the bit about your cultish legs and your dimpled knees, if you don't mind. You
3: can't bear the truth, can you? That's your trouble.
2: Well, I'm certainly not going to read this bit about the smouldering promise in your eyes. People might be having the lunch.
3: <laughs> it's the same old story. They won't allow me to grow up. I'm Ailey Mills all over again. <laughs> yes, but well, I'm grown up now. I'm in my first flush. Uh, listen, no, I've reached Man's estate. No, I have. I'm having my first flush in Man's Estate. I'm having my first green kiss soon in in Carry On Camel. Done through a
2: gauze. Yeah. Well, I suppose one must consider the camel's feelings. Mm. Now, may we return to the plot now?
3: Please yourself, but it's bound to be an anticlimax.
2: Oh, would you say a line again? All right.
3: How about me, Mr. Cuckpowder?
2: Well, who are you? What can you do to save the circus? My
3: name is Rusty Pigfumbler. That's your
2: trouble. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm only a simple gypsy lad, but I'm pretty. Strong, Mr. Cuck. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty strong, Miss Powder. <laughs> Look what I can do with this old iron bar. <laughs>
4: there! Yes.
2: yes. <laughs> well, I'm afraid there's not much call for that at the moment, sir. <laughs> What I'm looking for is a trapeze act. Oh,
0: well, perhaps old Luigi could take the boy under his wing.
2: What? Old Papa Omipoloni? But his nerve's gone. Oh, he used to be the greatest trapeze artist in the world. Well, not since he lost his nerve. Nowadays he has to have a safety net under the bed. <laughs> he gets vertigo, but he goes upstairs in the bus. Oh, he may be old, but he can show this boy a few wrinkles. Yeah, it's another thing I've been meaning to speak to him about. <laughs> oh, well, Luigi.
1: Steve Patroni, what do you want?
2: Well look, see this boy here. Do you yes. think you can make anything of him?
1: Let's have a look at him.
2: Hold yourself up straight, boy. <laughs> yes,
1: oh, I think I can make something of him. Oh uh, what? Ministroni.
3: <laughs> oh, won't you teach me to become a great trapeze artist like you, Mr. Omi Poloni?
1: It's only one Omi Poloni. you'll never be one like me. Why don't you give me a chance? Oh, all right, let's see what you can do. You get up on that trapeze, and I'll get up on this trapeze. Now, then, when I give the word, you let yourself go, and old Louise will catch her. Are you ready? Ready? No! Let go! <whistles> I tell you something, Mr. Cuckpowder, that boy's got something. What? A broken leg. <laughs> Never mind, when that's healed, I'll teach him all I know.
2: In the weeks that followed, the old Omi Bologna and the young Pig Fumbler worked unceasingly. Up, up,
1: up! Oh yeah, I don't. Oh yeah, I don't think I can do it. Of course you can. Now, oh yeah, oh yeah. Right. Now scratch. <laughs> now get this right between your teeth, like this. No, not quite. First, take your teeth out of the glass of water. <laughs>
3: tell me, Luigi, am I going to make a great trapeze artist?
1: Yes. And I'm going to teach you my big trick. Ooh. The 14 and a half reverse back somersault. Stopping in mid-air to sing two choruses of, are you going to keep them down on a farm?
3: Ooh. (laughs) That is impossible. It's not impossible if you have trust. If you have a trust, I think it's out of the question. (laughs)
1: Hello, hello, Luigi. Hello, Carissima. Rusty, allow me to introduce my fiancée, Lydia, the tattooed lady. Uh, well, with all those tattoos, it's hard to tell. <laughs> I'm Lydia Graffiti, the tattooed One. Mm, I thought someone had been scribbling on you. <laughs> Lydia's tattooed with the seven wonders of the world. Yes, see here, the pyramids. Here, the hanging gardens of Babylon. <laughs> And here, here, look, ancient Rome. What do you think of it?
3: Well, it's a nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> here. Look here. Here, have you seen this? Here, on your back, it's like an art gallery. Look at that, the stag at bay, and underneath it, the laughing cavalier.
1: You know what he's got to laugh at down there?
3: <laughs> and look, oh, look. The wreck of the Hesperus.
1: No, I'm not as young as I was.
3: <laughs>
1: you're my kind of person, Rusty. See you tonight, my caravan, after the show.
3: Hmm, yeah, it's all right. I'll do anything tonight. I fancy a stroll up the pictures. <laughs>
1: You keep away from her, uh, Rusty. She's mine. Yours? Yeah. But you're an old man. Your memory's going. That may be, but I can still give her... a uh, 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 um, What? I can't remember what it's called, but I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'd know it if I saw it. <laughs> Uh, You keep away from her You hear?
2: That night the atmosphere (laughs) in the circus was tense Little did the throng of four people in the audience (laughs) Realise the excitement backstage As the ringmaster stepped into the spotlight To make the opening announcement
0: Ladies and gentlemen Cook Founders Mammoth Circus Brings you all the thrills of the Big Top First, Silly Ben Norm's Breath And his Liberty Camel
4: Ah, Ooh. ah. Ooh.
2: Yeah. Oh, I wish the camel wouldn't do that. Well, he is a liberty camel. But <laughs> well, that's a diabolical liberty, isn't it? Besides, it puts the clowns off their timing. Now, um, who's next?
0: (laughs) Oh, who's next? Oh, Madam Catamole and Ramsden, the Educated Goat.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, Ramsden, the Educated Goat, presents his death-defying leap from a platform 150 feet above the circus ring into a plate of flaming curry. Are you ready, Ransom?
1: <coughs> <coughs> <Ooh.
3: coughs> <coughs> and now, to complete your enjoyment, I will pass among you with this plate of curried goat. <laughs>
2: And as the flying home Polonis appeared, so the tension mounted, I felt sure that something was going to happen. They climbed and climbed until they reached the dizzy height of four feet. And then the whole arena was stilled as we waited. Hey, up. Hey, up. Ah,
1: has got my boots off. <laughs> now, nah. remove the safety net. Safety net removed. Are you ready, partner? Are you ready, partner?
3: Yes, I'm ready, but before we start, should we both be in the same pair of tights? (laughs) Are
1: you ready now? Yes,
3: I'm ready. Right.
1: Ready. Steady. Go. There, grab me wrist. Got you. Ah! Why, well, then, will you give Lydia up?
3: No, never. If you don't, I'll let go of your wrist. You do, and I'll never speak to you again. <laughs> Pull your fists up. Right, take it. And that. <laughs> and that. And that. <laughs> and that. Uh, and that. Here, yeah, here, wait a minute. If I'm eating you and you're eating me, who's holding
1: on to the trapeze? I don't know, I thought it be. <laughs>
2: to the highest part of our show. But first, the Fraser Hayes (laughs) 4. To sing My Resistance is Low. Here then, more in sorrow than in tune, are the Fraser Hayes (laughs) 4. You
4: touch
0: my fingertips and my heart is aglow.
1: To kiss my lips, and I can't let you go.
4: Maybe I should resist. I'm a fool, I know. But at a
0: time like this, my resistance is low.
4: Take away, can't you see that I want to be adored more than you ever know? I'm going overboard with a
2: Round the horn colour supplement. Here now, once again, that Sunday night person in person, Seamus Android. Well, no. All right. Well, no. (laughs) Finally, before I begin,
0: a word in conclusion to start off with. Hello. Well, that's all we've got time for. So to start the ball rolling. Good
2: night. And thank you, Seamus Android, one of the highest-paid entertainers in show business, which only goes to show how expensive it is to import unskilled labour from Ireland. (laughs) Now, this week, the colour supplement turns its attention to food and drink. What are the eating habits of the average Englishman? Well, I have a typical English couple with me now, Mr and Mrs... Grunt-Futtec.
3: Grunt-Futtec. JP's mold my old Grunt-Futtec. That's me. This is my good lady here. Well, I say good lady.
2: She's the best I could get. <laughs> So, uh, you're the typical British couple?
3: Yes, yes. We live the life as depicted in your television commercials. Oh. I suffer from tired skin, listless scalp, dishpan hands, and trouble in the mouth. And she has not got the ring of confidence.
2: <laughs> and, uh, hardly surprising.
1: no.
3: Like Sylvia Sims, I suffer from hard water.
2: <laughs> now, uh, how do you spend your day?
1: Just like they do in the commercials. I wake up from my deeply satisfying sleep and wash me
3: brassia 56 times. <laughs> Meanwhile, I am in the bathroom, fighting the tooth decay that is caused by them things that melt in your mouth and not in your hand. (laughs) And then I come downstairs and we sit round having a listen to our breakfast. Then the kids tear off for a picnic in the woods with a bear. Some, sometimes I go off, too. I like to wander off through the fields and woods by myself, eating a bar of chocolate. That is when I'm off work.
2: And what is your work?
3: I'm not sure. Sometimes I'm an architect, sometimes I'm a navy. sometimes I'm the driver of the London to Edinburgh Express. For whatever I'm doing, I'm chewing gum and rolling and rolling my own. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm watching the budgie bounce with Elf <laughs> while the dog is prolonging his active life <laughs> under the sofa. <laughs> The ice street where Mister Obly blindfolds me and forces me to eat margarine. <laughs> <laughs> but by now work is over, and glutted with chewing gum, chocolate biscuits, peppermints, and cheese, I pop in the local and have a pint of what the men drink <laughs> with Jack Demanio and the Liverpool football team. <laughs> I might slip up to West End Hotel and have a crafty jar with Pete Murray and Ted Dexter. <laughs> or, if the mood takes me, I might even have a quiet shh-you-know-what.
2: <laughs> this, uh This life must be very tiring.
3: Oh, yes, by the time we've run home through the snow muttering hot cocoa (laughs) to each other, I haven't even got the strength to pass the gravy.
2: (laughs) Eating out terrifies the average Englishman, particularly when the menu is printed in French. So, here for your guidance are some translations of common French dishes. For instance, vol au vent. Someone has stolen the ventriloquist. Coq au vin. There's a chicken in the lorry. <laughs> Sorbet. Elizabeth
1: has been out riding.
2: Rum Barba, Sweeney Todd. (laughs) Well, now, food and drink have long been the subject of songs, and here to sing an 18th-century drinking song is Rambling Sid Rumpo. Ah, hello, (laughs) Macerio. I thank you very much indeed. Well,
3: come, let us raise our moolies, and... and... thank you very much. And clink our grummets in good fellowship.
2: Yes. Now, what is the song you're going to lacerate our sensibilities with this week? Well, it is a pewter woggler's bangling song. Oh, good.
3: Yes, after our day in the grunge foundry, hammering their artefacts, the jolly grunge men repair to the local ostory or fumble shop and charge their thunder jugs with the foaming nut-brown meths. And, (laughs) And then they link nudgers... And let forth the stirring refrain as follows. (laughs) Come, fellows, raise your fumble jugs Until your nadgers plunge in. Come, raise aloft your nut-brown splod For soon we'll all be mungin'. For tonight I'll drain the posset dry Every man shall do the same as I If he don't, I'll wordle in his eye Tomorrow we'll be grungy
2: Don't look now, but I think he's just grunged. I'm not too certain. Well, today the Englishman is becoming more sophisticated in his eating habits, and to fulfil this need, a number of smart bistros have sprung up, rejoicing in such names as the contented cuttlefish, the interior decorated arms. However, when I saw a new restaurant advertised in my copy of the Posing Brief Collector's Trade Journal, which I buy for the thought of the week... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, by Jove, yes, I do. Anyway, the advert read, Whatever your pleasure, complete it at Le Casserole de Bonne Gourmet, Islington. So I decided to give it a whirl. Hello, anybody there?
1: Oh, hello, I'm Julian. This is my friend Sandy. Oh, hello.
3: Hello, Mr. How's my...
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
3: yes, welcome to our Bijou Restaurant S.
2: So you're restaurateurs now? Yes. Oh, yes, yes,
1: yes. We took it up after our success writing about manjari in the glosses. Yes, we are boner
3: <laughs> vivre of your
1: Sunday sap. Yes, that's right. He's a sort of inclement Freud, and I'm a sort of germ carrier. Mm. <laughs> Don't do it for the money, of course. Just to oblige our chums. Yes. <laughs> Get a lot of telly people in. Yes,
3: Reynard Laspoon, the choreographer, he's always in. Love's our homie cooking, isn't oh, he? Yes, yes.
1: And then there's Panjo Wildbeast, television director, mm. or producer, actually. That's right. It? Dear, yes. It does all those tough hard hitting documentaries about life on the coal face and steel smelting in Sierra Leone. Mm. <laughs> Lives in that little pink cottage round the coal. <laughs> <laughs> lovely person oh, always beautiful.
3: dropping in for Jewel's speciality All yes. Jewel does yes. drops in for it yes. Mm. Yes. likes
1: what I do with the herbs you see he does, oh, he, does. Oh, he
3: does. Jewel and his herbs yes. Oh, he can do anything with a few herbs <laughs> yeah, it's a gift with him no, no shut up no it is don't no, run don't... yourself down oh. don't run yourself down See his bread poultice. <laughs> no. Oh, it's all oh, the same. Now, he's always denigrating himself, Mr. Horn. he? Yes, Is he? he don't <laughs> give himself value.
1: That'd be strange, Mr. Horn. No, don't be strange. Sit Come yourself on. down.
2: Yes. Now then, what you fancy? Well, um, could I have a vada at your entrees? Ooh.
4: Ooh. <laughs> oh, he's bulging.
1: <bold>,
2: he. <laughs> Here, here's the menu. Yes. Oh, I see you've got Lally of Lamb on. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Your
1: lamb's very nice, or there's your jugged rye. That's some um, Polari for hair. Yeah. You know? Oh, <laughs> no. yes. Yeah.
3: We got it from our special charcuterie. Ah,
2: charcuterie. Mm. Your butcher?
1: Oh, you think so? Must be the way I've had my hair
3: but you see, Mr. Orne, you see, Mr. Orne, Vidal likes him to show his ears. Okay. Yes, well, if you've got them, you might as well use them. Of course, they stick out a bit. You okay. don't go out and I win.
1: They don't stick. They do. They yes, do yes, they not do. They don't
3: stick out. Ah, they do. Oh, you lacquer them back. I've seen you at it.
1: <laughs> i seen him at it. He's a traitor. <laughs> You swore you'd never tell. Oh, shut a
3: Well, Mr. Orn, dear, what's it to be? <laughs> what's it to be? Well,
2: uh, what do you suggest?
3: Well, to start with, artichoke heart face, with perhaps your um, mini glass set of shablis. Uh,
1: then how about corn on your actual cob?
2: Oh, yeah, it's not a bad idea.
3: <laughs> yeah, now, well, you, you, you'll want a macon on with that.
2: A mac on Why?
3: I've seen you're a messy eater. <laughs> Then for your main course there's your shish kebab. Very shish, yeah. Is. With a bottle of your chateau nerf de pape, that's your Pope's Newcastle. And my the dear, there's a meal fit for a queen.
1: Yes, I fancy it myself. <laughs> yes? You but fancy... you don't uh, you don't mind waiting, though, do you? Why,
2: where are you going? Out, Out. for dinner! <laughs> but uh
1: Oh, we're not eating here, what? Ducky. The food's atrocious. Oh.
3: <laughs>
2: Well, that's the end of the show, except that I've been asked to make an apology for Kenneth Williams. I apologise for Kenneth Williams. <laughs> okay, I'll see you next week.
0: That was Round the Horn, starring Kenneth Horn, with Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Barstyn and Bill Pertwee. On the musical side, you heard the Fraser Hayes Four and Edwin Braden and the Hornblowers. The script was written by Barry Took and Marty Feldman. The programme is produced by John Simmons.